the FCA, as, as well as the European regulators, have recognized sort of the importance of the payment infrastructure in terms of sort of delivering financial services, uh, you know, not just that sort of in a B2B context, but also in a B2C context. If we think about kind of how payments have changed over the last, you know, even five or six years with the implementation of PSD2, you know, the additional services that we're seeing in terms of payment initiation services, information services, um, the new businesses that are providing those types of services. This is something where the FCA, in terms of their oversight, if we look at it sort of historically, has always been kind of sleepy. When we were talking about PSD1, and even when the advent of PSD2 came along, it was really about, well, we're going to be a reactive regulator. We're, we're, you know, we're only going to be a complaints-led regulator. And we've really seen that change quite a bit over the last, you know, certainly over the last couple of years in terms of the FCA getting more focused in this area. And I think it's because we're seeing way more take up of these types of payment services, right? So, you know, when's the last time, you know, particularly now with COVID, you know, when's the last time you had cash in your pocket? You know, I'm in a small village, there's a small village store. Now, now even the octogenarians are tapping their card against the terminal and, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, I, I think we're seeing a, a real big change here. And I think these systems and, and, and how people are using the various methods of payment have changed quite a bit. And the take up on them has been great over the last few years. And the regulator's response has been, okay, now we got to get a handle on this. Well, one thing that I have seen in the last few months in particular, obviously, and you mentioned it yourself there, is there has been a change in consumer behavior. Business has been on pause, but there's been a change in consumer behavior, which would have taken years otherwise for people to embrace the new payment technologies, the new ways of doing things. That's happened very, very quickly. Does that present problems potentially? Yeah, I mean, I, I think anytime when you're embracing a new technology or you're increasing the use of a technology, that engenders a regulatory response. And I think that's what we're seeing here. I mean, I, I think the overall message of what they set out, what the FCA set out was, yeah, we're recognizing how important this is, but keep in mind, we're not letting our supervisory guard down. There is no such thing as a COVID pass on these things. And, and whereas, you know, we're seeing that in sort of other industries, certainly it's like, well, we can't do that. There's COVID. That, that's not what the FCA is saying, right? They're saying you have to keep on your toes. And we're going to be proactively looking at you. All the letters that went out to each payment institution and uh, e-money institution saying, management, please confirm that you're completely in compliance with all the safeguarding rules. That to us represented a real big change in kind of the regulatory approach. And we had a lot of clients that came to us and said, how do we answer this? You know, what do we do with this? You know, we've never been asked for this type of certification before. How does this play out? And, and, and how do we respond? It is obviously something that, as, as a consumer, one would be grateful for. Though. I, want to, I want to know that the, the people who are providing the payment services that I'm using are actually going to be able to fulfill that payment, only that payment, not take more money than I want them to take, do it in a timely fashion, and not expose me to risk. I think that's right. I think as, as all of us as consumers or users of these, of the payment infrastructures that are there or the products that are there, I think we all want that, right? And I think businesses that do B2B want that as well. By and large, you know, the clients that we work with want, you know, want to comply. I think the, the issue is making sure that they're doing it in a way that is compliant and they're being able to respond to the regulator in, in, in the right fashion. So I don't, I don't think anyone's saying, oh gosh, you know, safeguarding, we don't, 
you know, we don't think that's important. I think everybody recognizes that it's important, right? And at the end of the day, that the money's there and that the systems work. You know, I think there's a balance there for sure. The industry has changed though, hasn't it? Because there are many more players now than there used to be. And there are an awful lot of non-bank payment service providers. It's a more complex industry than it was. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, that's something we're seeing as well. There's more players in it. I mean, there's things that, you know, most people don't recognize. If you book a holiday, for example, you just think, okay, I have my credit card or my debit card over to the travel agent. That's when we used to go on holidays, I guess. And they've booked you a flight. They've done all these things for you. But what you don't realize is how many different players are in that transaction. There might be, you know, the travel agent might have their own payment service provider that provides them virtual numbers where then they can go and, and insource the, the product, you know, the services that you're buying, you know, the, the flights, the crew, whatever that you're, that you're trying to put together here. These things are very complex and we're seeing more innovation in the market. So if you wanted, you know, even five, 10 years ago, if you, what, was, what was the payment products that your bank was offering? A debit card, maybe a credit card, if you were deemed worthy enough. Now there's all sorts of different things. Right? You can either get things from challenger banks, you know, debit cards and things like that. There's online payment vehicles. There's all sorts of different things. That, and so, yes, one of the goals of PSD2 was to increase competition. And, and we're, we're seeing that. And, and we're seeing a, a, a regulatory response that, you know, you would expect to see in a, in a market where there is now a lot of different players. How, you know, one of the clearing banks approaches compliance in this area is going to be a lot different than it is if you're a startup PI who has the next best product for sure that they want to unleash on the market. We see different cultures along the different players. And I think you know, one of the things that the regulators have to struggle with is how do you come up with a regulatory regime that can provide proper supervision when we have so many different types of players? It's also a problem for those players, as you, you've hinted at yourself, and, and you mentioned this earlier as well, that people were coming to you asking for help in responding to the regulator, to the Financial Conduct Authority. What does it mean when somebody is told to proactively review their policies and procedures? Wouldn't I do that anyway? <laughs> well, we, we would hope so, right? We would hope so. But, you know, again, a lot of these, you know, it really depends. I mean, you know, obviously... If you're more on the startup side of things, or if you're a new player on these sort of things, there's probably a lot going on. And, you know, sitting down with the compliance manual and reviewing that's probably not on the top priority, right? Not to say that they don't have things in place, but you don't have sort of that backbone of compliance infrastructure that you would see with a, with a larger financial institution, right? So I think, again, it's telling the industry is everybody needs to have compliance procedures and risk management procedures. But what the regulator is saying is that they shouldn't sit in a binder on a shelf somewhere. You know, you need to be active. You need to be making sure that these things are considered, both in terms of like security, data protection, AML, you know, all these things. So that, you know, again, I think what the, the regulators are looking at or the FCA is looking at is to say, look, you know, we're in a situation now that, you know, we have a, not, a lot of new players. It's a growing industry. We're in the middle of an international, global crisis, national crisis. You know, there's an opportunity for fraudsters. There's an opportunity for all sorts of bad things to happen. The payment system is important. It's become more and more important. And we need to make sure that everybody keeps the house in order. In summary, it is a good thing that the FCA itself is being proactive. 
Yeah, no, I think so. And, and I think we've been, you know, I think our dealing with them has been, it's been very positive on some of these issues. And again, I don't think any of our clients would like to see bad players out there or unregulated or entities that are regulated and aren't playing by the rules. I think that's, that's the key thing, right? There's different types of players out there, but I think most of them would say, yeah, you know, I want to follow the rules, but I want to make sure everybody else is as well. Is that part of where your job comes in? <laughs> you know, we do help clients kind of sort out what the standards are and help them with their compliance programs. We help them in some of their dealings with the regulators, particularly with the FCA, and, you know, help them come up with compliance, you know, or we help them sort of kick the tires on new products, right? How does, how is this product, does this product work? Do my, do my authorizations cover this product? Do I need, you know, what is it? You know, and again, it, it's a very exciting time for us in the legal profession because we're, you know, we're seeing sort of really interesting developments. As you know, there's more and more of these payment products trying to be being introduced, right? And for each one of them, there's a due diligence that you have to do and sort of think about like, well, what does this mean for the consumer? What does this mean in terms of regulation, authorization, AML, data protection? So there's a whole panoply of things that you need to think about. And that's what we help clients do. We help them think through those issues.